The Chicago Bulls took care of their first step of free agency, signing Nikola Vucevic to a three-year, $60 million extension. We're going to talk about that deal a little bit more in depth and how it impacts the Bulls' uh, free agency going forward. We're also going to talk about the Bulls' decisions left to be made before free agency opens up tomorrow at 4 p.m. And we're going to talk, get into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow this channel right off the top at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. So, I had a video out on it yesterday, just a quick one, uh, uh, immediately reacting to Nikola Vucevic resigning. But for those Bulls fans that have not seen yet, I can't imagine as many of you guys, Nikola Vucevic has officially re-signed with the Chicago Bulls, a three-year, $60 million extension. Now, we still don't know kind of the framework of that deal. While it is three years, $60 million with an annual salary of $20 million, we don't know if that is front-loaded, back-loaded. Is it an even-scale deal, which is rare in the NBA, where every year is the same amount of money, um, which actually would help the Bulls as the salary cap increases we don't know if the third year is a player team or, or, or partial guarantee anything like that so ultimately we just have that framework to talk about and so w with that being said it's a solid deal and I know they're going to be a lot of Bulls fans are going to be a lot of people in general that say the Bulls overpaid who were the Bulls betting against all that listen you lock in Nikola Vucevic at 20 million dollars a year which is only 14 percent of your salary cap to put that in perspective Nikola Vucevic's contract is basically the same percentage of the salary cap as Todd Gibson when he signed his extension with the Chicago Bulls, be it then it was $8.9 or something million dollars per year. So what does that mean? We got Vooch, a player that is a top 10 at his position, in my opinion, and via every advanced analytic and statistical category at his position, and we got that for $20 million. Keep in mind, the mid-level exception now is $12.5 million. Vooch is worth more than the mid-level exception. I know not everybody's going to agree on the deal, and that's fine, right? We, we, we're not a monolith. Everybody isn't going to view it the same. But I feel like the Bulls got a value that is better for the team. And guess what? You maintain your assets. And for everybody that's complaining, keep in mind, now that Vooch is on a favorable contract with years left, if the Bulls do look to retool, rebuild, whatever it is, that is an easily movable contract for any team as well. And so when, that, when it all shakes out, the Bulls, yeah, did they pay? For Vooch, absolutely. Did they, were they in a position to replace him if you walked away for nothing? No, they weren't. And this is much less than the initial contract offer that we thought we were going to get as well. Is it as good as the $55 million that came out rumored a couple days ago? No, but it's much better than the $65, 67000000 million that he could have got as well. At the end of the day, they got Vooch, they got their guy, they got him locked in. And I know the fear of running it back. And let's be clear here. Running this exact roster back, we all know it's not the optimal. It's not going to be what, what pushes the Bulls over the top, but you still have to maintain and hold on to assets. The thought process of letting players walk away for nothing, it does not work. It does not happen in this NBA. When you look at it, even, even people saying, well, you shouldn't have gave Bradley Bill that deal. They moved the deal. Yes, that's a, maybe a bad trade look used because the Wizards didn't care about getting any type of value back. But at the end of the day, this is a solid deal for the Chicago Bulls. Nikola Vucevic saying this after the extension. I'm excited to continue my journey as a Chicago Bull. Since I've arrived in Chicago, everyone in the organization has been incredibly welcoming to my family and me. I am motivated um, 
move uh, more than ever to achieve our mutual goal as a team. I want to thank the Ryansdorf family and our tourists for continuing to believe in me. I also want the Bulls fans uh, to thank Bulls fans for the co- constant support. You guys are the best part about playing in Chicago. Now, I, we all know the constant support for Vooch has not been there. As a matter of fact, Vooch has been one of the more polarizing players amongst the Bulls community, unfortunately, but it is what it is there. Um, and for the Bulls fans that, like I said, wanted to see Vooch walk away for absolutely nothing, that was never going to be the outcome. It was never going to be a chance of that happening. You got to just get over it. And here's the thing. I'm going to say this, and you guys know I am very frank with how I feel, and this is not meant to be disrespectful. This is just meant to be honest. Everybody who responds to everything with, oh, and I'll just move, those are stupid deals. Stupid deals. Stupid. They're dumb deals. That were there, that let get over it. Listen, I am a very much, and I've said this before, a person who lacks to live in the realm of reality. I get it. Yes, would we love to see the Bulls make this amazing move and bring in Darius Garland, uh, Dame Lillard, all that? Yes, would absolutely love it, but it's not coming. It's not happening. And so, right now, what the Bulls are in, they are between a rock and a hard place, realistically, right? They, they do not have the outright assets to go and replace Nikola Vucevic if you were to walk away. And because of that, you can't just leave a gap on your team. You cannot leave a gap that's going to be as big as what Nikola Vucevic will avoid that would be as big as, because we're not Zion Williamson. Side notes there. But with that said, the void that would have been left by Nikola Vucevic walking away from this team without re-signing him and not having a realistic ability to replace him, and no, Andre Drummond is not a Nikola Vucevic replacement for anybody who's about to ask or get to type in that. So ultimately, the Bulls had to make a decision to maintain assets. It just is what it is. It's the name of the game. Welcome to the NBA. This isn't that uncommon. This is how it goes down in the NBA. Now, we'll see what that means for this team. We'll see what that means for the flexibility, right? The Bulls still have quite a bit of decisions left out in the open before free agency officially opens Friday at 4 p.m. One of those decisions, we still have to know what Andre Drummond's going to do. He has until the end of the day today to decide whether he's going to opt in or opt out. We know that he came out and said he plans to opt in, but so did Derrick Jones Jr. Until that paperwork is officially filed, we don't know, and we can't say what's going to happen for sure. So we'll see. Does he he opt out of that $3.5 million, $3.4, I think is what it is, million-dollar deal? We'll end up seeing, right? So that's one of the things left. But when you look at this the situation with the Bulls free agency, now that Vooch is locked in, we expect Io DeSumo, Kobe White to be back in some shape, form, or fashion, whatever that means. That's going to leave the Bulls about four roster spots left to fill on the team, right? And so it's going to get interesting on how the Bulls decide to do that, right? So, you know, ultimately, like I've said before, this is not an offseason that's going to be easy for AK. He's going to have to try to figure it out and try to still improve the team on paper in some shape, form, or fashion. And I know there are Bulls fans that say, well, all we're going to be is middle of the pack. Who Don't even worry about it. No, you still need to try to improve your team as best as you can. And with one of those improvements, and I'm probably going to have its own separate video on this player as well, Eric Gordon uh, was waived late last night. He's not going to have his contract. While 34 years old, no, he does not bring the youth, and I know some people are already going to get to typing on that, but what Eric Gordon does bring is a skill set that the Chicago Bulls do need. Again, three-point shooting is the name of the game with the Chicago Bulls because we're primarily running most of this roster back. Three-point shooting is a huge name of the game. That's just it. It's the reality of it. And when you look at what Eric Gordon even did last year in a 34-year-old season, right, shooting the ball 42% from three-point range, taking five three-pointers per game, still averaging 11 points per game, shooting the ball overall 46% from the field, taking eight shots a game, right, 
only playing 24 minutes per game as well. Um, and so, well, that's with the with the Clippers. He also start, played some last season for the uh, Rockets, where she started off last season averaging 30 minutes per game, but that came down. Eric Gordon can still be effective on this team. Now, the thing, the fact of the matter is, is that the Bulls don't have a lot of money to spend. That is just the reality. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Of the, of the situation. And because of that, it may pivot them towards free agents that are in their price range. Eric Gordon could be one of those. We talked about Victor DiVincenzo yesterday on a video. I'll probably talk about Seth Curry on another video at some point this offseason. At the end of the day, the Bulls, they don't have the cap flexibility. They don't have the true cap space to go out there and get people. So Eric Gordon could be somebody that the Bulls do take a look at. Again, like I said, I'll probably have a more full-fledged video on Eric Gordon later on. But when you look at the way Eric Gordon gets his points, right? The fact of the matter is, this guy's catch and shoot all day long. Yes, he can still dribble. He can still facilitate some. Still averaging 2.1 assists per game and only turning over the ball once per game in his time uh, last year with the Clippers. Eric Gordon can still be an effective player off your bench as a role player. Do you want to just bet on him wholeheartedly? No. Also, throughout his career, he's definitely had injury concerns also. So that may be some things that definitely are, are against him as far as the Bulls maybe being interested there. But at the end of the day, kind of is what it is. And we'll see what this Bulls team is going to do. But before we go, I knew we were going to have some voicemails in regards to the Vooch thing. We're going to get into the mailbag. This first one uh, that we have today, this one is from Reginald. We're going to go ahead and play that now. Hey, hey. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, do you think the reason why Jamal Sinogo, uh didn't get drafted was because of um, the performance of guys like Robert Williams and Bam Adebayo? You know, that was both of them are really good defensive bigs, and they can easily get rebounds, and it's shown that they can uh, be good two-way players. But because they're undersized and they don't have the best uh, movement when it comes to uh, defending guys on the perimeters, like uh, Joel and B or Nicholas Jokic, uh, do you think um, they're struggling with that? Uh, hinder Adama a little bit? Uh, I was just wondering. Man. Thanks, Paige. All right. A great, great perspective as far as Adama Sinago being undrafted. Here's what I'll say with that. Could it be that undersized centers like a Bam Adebayo? But you look at Bam, he had he had a solid playoff series, right? So I don't know if that counts for or against uh, Adama Sinago. When I look at the fact of why he wasn't drafted, to me, it's just strength, off the strength that he, he, he while he does have a back-to-the-basket game, he's small for his position. Yes, he has that amazing wingspan, but he still needs to put on weight, right? And when you look at Adama Sinago's game, yes, he can shoot the three. He shot it at, what, a 36% clip um, in college. But the fact of the matter is, it's an extremely slow release. I mean, it's one of the slowest releases that I've ever seen. Now, that does not mean that it can't be quickened up, because it absolutely can. It doesn't mean that it can't be improved. But I look at Adama Sinago as a player that it's just the type that falls under the radar, right? A center that can shoot threes, but isn't 
like explosive at it. He has no explosion to his game. He's not the jump out the gym athlete. Unfortunately, it left him at the position that he's in. But I do think that the Bulls could potentially have a productive player there, especially when you look at his basketball IQ. The dude is just a smart basketball player. And if the Bulls end up getting the most out of him, hey, AK may got a steal there. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for the day. This one's from Oscar. What's up, Hayes? Oscar and Jersey, what up, man? Uh, last time I forgot to tell you, man. If Derek White is helping us win games, bro, I don't care. You can get your jokes off. I don't care about his five head. As long as he's helping me get in the playoffs and actually make some noise. Uh, but all jokes aside, um, I'm starting all all the contract negotiation stuff with Vooch and stuff and uh, Kobe White. Man, I don't know. I'm starting to get nervous, man, because I feel like the Bulls are in a situation where they feel they're against the wall with this Vooch stuff and let him go for nothing. But, man, at some point, you got to cut your losses and you got to move forward. Because the thought of paying Vooch 23 24 $25 million a year for three years is insane to me. Like, I hope that this front office, there's a number where it says that we can't go that far. And also, Kobe White, the thought of paying Kobe White $14, 15000000 million for what he delivers, I don't... Me personally, I don't see this potential, this untapped potential that, that the fan, this fan base seems to, to see in Kobe White. Yes, he has his games here and there sporadically, but the, like, at this point, if he's not, he's not at a level where he should be. And every year is the same hype train with Kobe. Oh, he's working on his handles. Then we get in the season and he'll go two, three possessions down the court where he's turning the ball over, man. I don't know, man. I just feel like 20, 20, over $20 million for Vooch. And thirteen to fifteen million dollars for Kobe's weight. To be, I'd rather have Jacob or Perto, whatever his name is, and 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 somebody like Bruce Brown or or, or somebody else that's actually going to be a, a legit three and D guy. Because that's where I think Kobe's potential is. I don't think Kobe has point guard potential. I think Kobe's a straight three and D guy, but he has no defense. So that that's my that's my thought on it, man. Like I said, always good to hear the show. Enjoy, man. Have fun. All right, so. Vooch's contract ends up being uh, less, oh, and it didn't be over $20 million, right at $20 million per year is the average salary. But as I said in the opening, um, I think you're, I think, when, and, I, and I had to do this myself, right? So I'm not, this, this is not just me coming down on Oscar. Like, we are so trained, especially if you've been basketball fans for long. $20 million sounds like a lot. But when you look at how the salary cap has almost doubled in the last decade, $20 million isn't what it used to be. $20 million is kind of a, a normal salary, right, for a player that is one of the best at that position, period, period. So, you know, it comes down to that. I don't think that the $20 million is an overpay. Personally, I think that's fair market value. Once you got started to get into the $23, 25000000 million, yeah, I think that 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 could be could have been a bit of, bit of much. Now, as far as Kobe getting paid $15 million a year, again, that goes back to what I said before. A $15 million a year salary back in 2013-14 is basically a $7.5 million salary nowadays. That's how much the salary cap has gone over. And so I think also the point that you're missing, Oscar, when you bring up somebody like Jacopoto, Bruce Brown, you have to have cap space to sign those guys. The Guess what the Bulls don't have is cap space. The, unfortunately, with the way that the NBA salary cap structure works, it doesn't work in the fact that if you don't pay Kobe White $14 million, that means you have $14 million to go and throw in somebody else. It doesn't work that way. And I also think you're a little bit harsh on Kobe. Kobe last year was absolutely improved as a ball handler. And even going back to the season before that, we absolutely won games because of Kobe's weak side defense on that nine-game winning streak that Bulls fans like to bring up so much. Not saying you did, Oscar, but I'm just talking about generally. Kobe White absolutely improved. And I have to ask yourself, like, how many games of Kobe did you watch last season? Because Kobe was that, yes, the, the shooting touch fell off. 
But everything else, the playmaking, the decision, the 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 overall decision making, the being able to get to the rim better, the dribbling absolutely improved wholeheartedly for Kobe White. That scoring came back towards the end of the season. If that scoring becomes a little bit more consistent for Kobe, he's absolutely worth a $14 million a year contract. That's not any question. But the players that you mentioned, the Bruce Brown, the Jacopoto, we just don't have the ability to add those players because all we have to operate on, other than with our own free agents, is the mid-level exception this year. And because of that, we just don't have the money to go out and get those players that you mentioned. That's my thought. That's the episode for today. I'm sure it's not going to be the last one. I am fully expecting to be dropping multiple episodes like the four we dropped yesterday but make sure you're following the show at bull central pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bull central pod is email.com lastly you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the show the number to do so 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything chicago bulls related because of you guys and like i like to end every episode on go bulls love you guys see right if you can y'all peace This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.